trading in one thing for another. Uh, in the immortal words of those uh, political prognosticators at Fox News, fair and balanced? Uh, we'll see. That's next on this episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast. This is the Gratitude Journal podcast. It's an absolutely spectacular day here in Northeast Ohio as uh, we record this episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast. And by we, I guess I mean me, myself, and I, because it's not like I have a producer on the other side of the board and I'm in some fancy office complex. Uh, So I'll say as I record this episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast, on a beautiful, breathtakingly gorgeous day. Uh, Matthew here, and uh, yes, it is uh, sunny with blue sky, very little wind. I know this because I did my short uh, Sunday meditative walk and uh, remarked to myself how absolutely brilliant it was, and I'll get to more of that here in just a little bit. Uh, it's been a busy summer, and uh, which probably explains my absence, but I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to say that uh, a number of things have um, gotten in the way, and uh, some of those things have uh, lightened up a bit. Not that they've been solved, but uh, it has given me the opportunity to uh, sit in front of the microphone and uh, talk to you and uh, check back in and hopefully find ways, as is the normally customary um, process in this podcast, to find things to be grateful for or things that maybe we weren't aware of that we should be grateful for, which really happens to be um, a much more commonplace thing for me when I can find them. Uh, So that's the purpose of today's episode and hopefully the purpose of every episode. I remarked way back when, (laughs) during my last episode, which, when was that recorded? Like 2012? Um, That I was working on a sort of a video version of this, and we're almost there. I've been trying to sort of construct a set that I can use in some ways, and to uh, get the necessary things that I think make a set look good, and more importantly, make a set sound good, so that hopefully I can repurpose some of that audio and uh, upload those as episodes on the podcast. And uh, kind of, uh, I don't like killing, but uh, for one of better words, to kill two birds with one stone. Um, or to maim them in such a way that they go on living. Uh, <laughs> okay, that was bad. But um, that, I'm not even going to go into absences. It's just not really something that serves any purpose. I'll just say that it's uh, good to be back in front of the microphone on this Sunday morning in a relatively uh, cool space here in the basement lair. Uh, It has been busy medically because I had this ablation done on my heart and it didn't really work yet. I say that because I'm led to believe that these things may take time. And I was misinformed because after the procedure, due to this really excessive lightheadedness that I've been experiencing really over the past year, I can recall doing a summer walk in the neighborhood. And at one point, 
hanging on to someone's fence because it kind of felt like I was going to pass out. And I thought for a while it was because I was having an adverse reaction to a medication. And then I realized that maybe it was something a little uh, deeper. So uh, without boring you with all the long details, after trying a couple of medications for these PVCs, uh, premature ventricular contractions, and having multiple EKGs and multiple stress tests and multiple uh, heart ultrasounds, it was advised for me to have this procedure done. And so I had this procedure done. It's not a procedure I'd want to go through again. I was totally awake for all of it. And I'll spare you the, spare you the gory details, but it kind of hurt. And, you know, I kind of assumed that the next day that I would wake up feeling, you know, 100%. And I remember laying there in recovery thinking, man, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow so I can feel better. And it just hasn't been the case. Now, I feel a little less lightheaded on some days, but it's still there. So I'm led to believe that these things take time to uh, quote unquote take. And um, I guess that's what I have to take away from this experience so far. While I was on my walk this afternoon, I remember this was the kind of day for optimum motorcycle riding. And in a perfect world, as I was walking down the street and somebody on an orange uh, Harley Davidson Roadmaster went past me, I thought this would have been the day where I would have sent Brad a text and I would have said, hey, Meet me in Navarre, which is just southwest of Canton. And I would have said, let's meet and travel down into Amish country. I would have fueled up. I would have received my mate's blessing. I would have geared up properly. And I would have set out on my Triumph Tiger 800 and traversing some of the back roads to make it into uh, Navarre where I would have met up with Brad, who had already been sucking down a cup of coffee at a Starbucks, and we would have enjoyed one together before we embarked out on our journey. Brad was normally the trail boss, and because he was a little more familiar with those roads living in that area, even though that's near my hometown, and we would have basically spent the day carousing and carousing the back roads of northeast ohio traveling down to uh, millersburg and charm and amish country maybe stopping somewhere to get a bite to eat and sort of hanging out with other riders and talking about each other's bikes and talking about each other's routes and having group pictures taken and then making my way slowly but surely back home where I would just basically have a day where there was nothing as a goal and there was nothing really to do. And I experienced an extremely large chasm of emptiness on my walk this morning because I so miss the experience of riding a motorcycle. And in particular, riding a motorcycle with no agenda nowhere to go. If that left looked appealing, I would take it. Where does this road go? I don't really know. I kind of know where I'm at so I don't get lost. And at the same time, 
wow, I've never seen that house before. And uh, boy, they need to work on these roads. Or wow, these roads are amazing. I love it. Uh, these roads are a little too curvy for my uh, speed today. Or uh, man, these straightaways, I wish there was a little bit of undulations in them. Mmm, uh, that manure smells great. Or hey, there's an ice cream place I've never tried. It was just a whirlwind of things that made the joy of riding just that, such a joy. And I thought to myself, well, can anything replace this now that I no longer own a motorcycle? And this is the second summer now that I have not been on one. And the answer unequivocally is no. There is no substitute for that. I think I've mentioned in previous podcasts, too, that other people have said, why don't you get a convertible? And I've been in a convertible. They're great. And I mean, a day like today with the top down, um, that would have been an extraordinary experience as well. But that is like comparing apples and oranges. That, in fact, even a better comparison, it's like having relations with a prophylactic on versus having relations without one. I'm sorry, that sounded, you know, a little like maybe too much, but it's the only way that I can describe it. I mean, they're really not in the same ballpark at all. And so I would say in answer to my own question, no, there is nothing to compare. But it does bring up a larger topic, I suppose, for, say, somebody who has worked a particular job and maybe has been forced out of that job into retirement and they really enjoyed that job and now they have to try to find something to replace that. Can they find something that replicates that? And for some people, the answer may be no. Or let's say you've lived in a particular part of the country and you are used to certain things and you have to move to another part of the country. Can you find things to replicate that? And in maybe, maybe in some ways, yes, but maybe that experience can never be replicated. And so I go in with my eyes wide open saying to myself, really, there is nothing legitimate that can substitute for the thrill of riding around a corner, coming up out of a, a, a corner, uphill, pulling back the throttle, and just feeling the rumble of life beneath you, knowing that you are transformed into a state of half bliss and half abject terror because you are on two wheels with no protection other than the proper gear that you're wearing on the outside. I have this kind of ritual on Sunday morning. Well, it's I would say that it's kind of a ritual just about every morning that I cut up the fruit for Donna's morning uh, fruit salad. And then I use a portion of that in the smoothie that I make in my Vitamix blender. So when I secured my new position to supplement some of the things I do for clients, I told myself one of my first purchases 
was a Vitamix blender and they're expensive. So I went to sort of a second tier site that sold refurbished blenders and I found a, a smaller one that works really quite well for us and I've really enjoyed it. I have had to replace the canister already because I kind of nudged it against the counter and when I complained to Vitamix that uh, I kind of messed up and what would it take for me to get a new one, I had this very kind person who basically just shipped one in the mail to me totally free of charge. Um, so then I came to find out that Vitamix uh, blenders are, have a lifetime warranty and they should because they're expensive. And just to cart it from one part of the kitchen to the other and plug it in, it's kind of a heavy beast. At any rate, I make these smoothies for us and... As I was chopping her salad and chopping the tops off of the strawberries, I began to think about how much effort should go into the things we do. And sometimes I have to admit that it gives me great joy to be able to prepare this plate of fruit so that it looks appetizing so that it's balanced and that it gives her uh, her satisfaction because she's a big fan of fruit. I like fruit. I'm not a huge aficionado of fruit. And I've been doing this for probably the last year since I actually secured this uh, blender. And I began to look at the way I was organizing the fruit on the plate. Were there too many strawberries? Were they cut in half or cut in quarters? If I use a portion of the banana in the smoothie, will that leave her enough banana for her amazing taste buds that crave bananas on a regular basis? <laughs> if I use blueberries and in the hopes of, you know, extracting the antioxidants from the blueberries am i giving her enough and leaving enough for the smoothie and it's like this sort of balancing game that i played out and i do think that this disease has uh and i've mentioned this to donna so i don't feel like i'm saying anything uh that i haven't told her i do think that to a certain extent it has robbed her of this the ability to express empathy. And so I think that part of the issue that I've discussed with others is the fact that you, as a caregiver, you do things very unconditionally and you learn that maybe getting thank yous, sometimes it, they're not going to happen. They're not going to come as often. I mean, when I go and visit my friends, Ron and Gary in Kentucky, I'm really kind of uh, amazed at how much they thank each other for doing things for each other. And I think Don and I were kind of like that, uh, but it's much less so. And it took a while for me to wrap my head around the fact that I could do five, six, seven, eight things, and the chances of getting a thank you were probably going to be fairly remote. And I blame that specifically on this disease because that is generally not a part of her personality. But there, the other day, I really took extra care in arranging and cutting this fruit. And without any 
idea that I was going to get anything in return. It just seemed like I wanted it to look good. And I, when I carried it over and put it in front of her with her napkin, which is customary as she was, you know, reading the newspaper on her iPad, that this is going to be, you know, an enjoyable experience. And uh, so I did just that. And several minutes later, I was cleaning up in the kitchen and uh, she said, hey, you. And I said, yeah. And she goes, she said, thank you for doing this fruit. And it just reminded me that sometimes these little small things that we maybe are not so grateful for uh, need to be reemphasized. And it also reminded me that they need to be reemphasized without anybody saying anything. So in a way, I need to be better continuing to do things unconditionally without needing to be thanked and without needing to be appreciated. And that's tough. It's been a while since I have had to try to wrap my head around this. Now, does this joy received from being appreciated for doing something as minute, seemingly, as cutting up the fruit during breakfast for a loved one? Does it compare to the thrill of riding a motorcycle? The answer is no. But I think I've learned on this gratitude journey, at least a little bit, that there does come a time when you can't really attach like a level of importance to any one thing. Like to me, they all have to live in their own world and be balanced. And this thrill of riding a motorcycle might seem fairly magnanimous, like there's no way that anything could compare to that. But that little twinge of joy and bliss that I received from being appreciated for cutting up the fruit was probably the best twinge of joy I've felt since embarking on a day like today, going out on my Triumph Tiger 800 and meeting up with Brad and going for a ride. So while the experiences aren't the same, the result uh, did give me pause to wonder and to think. At the radio station where I work, there are some people who are motorcycle riders, and I've talked to them a little bit about what's kind of going on with us and how much I miss riding a motorcycle, both as an escape and as a hobby and as a, a joy. And the fact that the chances are great that I will not participate in that sport that hobby uh, again, because it just feels like I need to be around. I need to take care of myself. I need to put myself in the best possible position, you know, to care for the person uh, 
uh, who I love, and um, that that would be on the surface, yes, that would be a luxury that I cannot afford. And of course, they nod and they say, "Hey, I'm, I'm going to be on the lookout for you for a bike." And I'm like, "Yeah, I appreciate that, but it's." You know, it's just not something that's in the cards. Well, hey, you could step out on a curb in front of a bus and put yourself in the same position. I said, I know. I, I, I buy theoretically the logic of your argument. It's just that I f- would never be able to forgive myself as I'm cruising down the back road in Amish country, enjoying this day, knowing that I am putting myself in this position wholeheartedly with full intent only for my own joy and satisfaction. But man, oh man, would that feel good today? No doubt about that. I feel like I need to cut up a couple of extra plates of fruit to try (laughs) try to make up for that. So I hope as we uh, get into the dog days of summer, even though many people out west have already been in the dog days of summer, that we try to find ways to satisfy those things that maybe we don't do anymore or can't do anymore. And while they may not equal what we've done in the past or what we've experienced in the past, that we try to derive joy out of the unconditional part of it, which, yes, is a challenge and is tough and is a journey in itself, but hopefully it's worth the effort uh, to do it. Here's hoping that you're well and that um, I have more information on the next episode about sort of the video version. And uh, the video version really is my attempt to get onto more platforms that aren't just audio related. And uh, I know I'm not telling you anything new that, you know, video in all its forms uh, is the way to uh, expand one's reach if they have a channel of any sort. So hopefully I'll have more uh, information about that because I think this gratitude thing is pretty important. And uh, nevertheless, here's hoping... The weather situation in your part of the world is equally as epic as it is here. And here's a big thank you to you for downloading and listening to another episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast.